We have, guess I'm fucking 50. Some say I'm old as fuck. Still sipping Jim Beam whiskey. Cause goddamn pandemic suck. I guess I'm fucking 50. No need to look it up. Well, I might be fucking 50, but I still don't give one fuck. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 50th episode of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge, the official truck sponsor and dealership of the show, as well as Hooked Up Enterprises as the official in arena gear of the NFP podcast. And of course, Wrangler, the official clothing sponsor of the show. Wrangler, long live the Cowboys. What's up, everybody? We are back in action. 50th episode. Holy shit. We're really doing it now. 51 we've uh we're we're gonna have another guest back for 51 there's gonna be ryan Byrne for this big 50th episode uh things have been going fucking a little haywire in all of our worlds scott decided to join high school rodeo again and bust out his spurs so he's been busy with that jason's obviously just signing contracts i've been on the roll holy shit on the fence line chasing cows we've been busy but we decided to bring in a special guest and one of uh, the crowd favorites that we've had and one of the best episodes that we got to record with the one and only Jesse Byrne after the world finals was done. And uh, we're going to go back to all that stuff. So we got him as an insider, but before we get to Jesse, before we get to all that, we'll introduce the whole crew. Jason Davidson's back. What's up, bro. LT. Uh, what is up? I don't know. It's, it feels like groundhog day. I thought we did this once. <laughs> yeah, for those that uh that, that don't know, which is everyone, we fucking recorded this already once today and it didn't say so we're back, baby. But we didn't have Scott uh earlier That's on. True. Day, so That's you know true. What? Yeah, That's true. Everything happens for a reason. We're just back. so you know, Scott, you got your plug about sweeping us on the picks for bowl of the year. Wait, and- wait, wait, wait. Wait, Hold on. wait, no, wait. Hey, no, 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 you didn't get your invite yet. <laughs> you'll, you'll get your turn. Can I finish? Sure. Yep. No, no, this is perfect. Scott ain't here. You can't gloat. No, no. Uh, uh-uh. let's just sweep that under the rug real quick. Cause he didn't smoke our ass. on. Well, it. guess what? Fuckers. I'm here now. <laughs> and Scott Byrne is back. Hi Scott. What's up? <laughs> hey, Hey guys. Good to see you. Good to see you again. Uh, Jason, um, I just want to hear you. Can you say what you just said again? That I, I did what? Say it. Come on. Say it. <laughs> You won. I, I won. Yeah. Uh, a clean sweep. A clean sweep, really. It was a clean sweep. Dalen so with the world championship, riding solo with the bow of the year. You didn't get the finals, though. Jason had Dalen at the finals for the finals win. So Jason got that one. But pretty good, pretty good odds for you there, buddy boy. And boy. even better, Jason and Tanner got Dalen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a win win all over. 3D boy right now, Lee Dalen's version, world champion. Got a good ring to it, doesn't it, boys? I like it. Not bad. Ah, and the fourth member of the crew, the man the newly added, off. the newly added PBR Canada Cup Series presented by Wrangler TSN Color Man. There it is. Bang bang. How many? Thirteen times. Is that your thirteenth trip? Fourteen. 14-time world finals bow fighter Jesse Byrne is with us. What's up, Jesse? 
Oh, good to be here. I didn't know I was getting honored with being on the 50th. Congrats to the fellas for uh, 50 episodes of the pod. That's pretty good, man. That's, uh, that's a century. That's all a half a century. That's a Scott burn. Yeah, ah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, it's not safe around these parts. I could tell you that. I'm getting the hint already that uh, everybody's fair game tonight. So, yeah, maybe I should I get the bell. I was, uh, I was, again, I think I mentioned this once earlier today on an earlier pod that um, <laughs> we haven't uh, got recorded, but I'm going to get a bell for when Randy boy Ryan gets on here and keeps score who gets roasted the most. <laughs> okay that's one mark for you <laughs> yeah jesse jesse i got a quick question for you i know um being that it's 14 times um the first one to the latest one is there is like is it still as does your heart rate get up as much as it did the first time you walked in there yeah like and on it, the ones you can remember this is on the ones you remember. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Living. Anyway, the, the fact of the matter is, is, is that, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been different every time. And, and so it's kind of always had a little bit of different vibe to it. But, um, yeah, ultimately that, that same energy of, like, even just from, from the time you get to town to the building, everything in between, it's always – it just has that extra, extra bit of energy to it. And uh, yeah, it was cool to be, it's cool to be in Texas. It was like, kind of felt like it was more like of a, of an anxious vibe than a excited vibe in Las Vegas, so to speak, maybe on the first day, because there was a, a lot of new shit going on and, and uh, they were trying to sort out, you know, the, the layout and the load in and, and getting into that building in a hurry. And then, um, Oh, I guess like jumping ahead they but they they had to tear that stuff out midweek for a Paul McCartney concert and then get it back in there in 24 no. hours. Oh, yeah. We was, didn't talk was, about that's some new info from earlier today. Rock yeah, yeah, it was I was going to say that before it's crazy they like it took them they had 4 days I think to load in um for the first weekend uh and then they had like 32 hours or something to get, to it, get back it out in time. no oh. to get back in the second time so oh, it was wow. pretty crazy yeah they run oh, wow. his concert in there on tuesday did, did you go, go watch? watch yeah fuck, that's a, no fuck. you know you, the gl- life of the glamour of you know big big leagues didn't get any tickets in my package so <laughs> you went to watch the ball game though you saw some i did there, didn't you? yeah i took in a texas rangers game uh they played the angels it was that was sweet we went uh that was courtesy of flint rass and uh the chancy williams band so i got to meet all those guys and hang out we took the tour bus actually into the into the stadium, spent the day so yeah it was fun great bunch of people man it's just like uh they're down all down to earth bunch chancy's uh cowboy road bucking horses and and uh living life oh, on the road and singing so yeah it's pretty cool be uh definitely made a, a fan out of me for sure I, I i definitely had heard his music but got uh, a little further off into things and it's, it's awesome it's cool so it's fun yeah it's like need to have experiences like that too it's uh around the bull riding that would never happen otherwise too so 
How was the uh, how was the Fort Worth, Texas compared to the Las Vegas, Nevada and a finals in May and the two separate weeks? Um, we did an interview in between the two weeks with Falesco and he was talking about the attendance being down, but lots of people waiting for that second week to come in. It looked like there was more people that second week. So what was uh, what was the vibe for you? Scott asked you know, the first to the 12th, but the first one outside of Las Vegas as well. What uh, how was the vibe for the fans and, and people involved with it being in? Fort Worth, Texas instead. Well, like you said, what like Justin mentioned that first week was, was a little light. The, the first day was uh, a tough go with the, with the ABBI bulls and all the other kinks that happened prior. And then you kind of put the pressure on the, the young bulls that have only had two or maybe three trips at most on the year compared to when they were coming to the finals in November. So it uh it just made for like a lot of tough outs there was guys having trouble getting out of the shoot and then lots of rerides for fouls and that sort of thing so it was like it turned into a full-fledged re-ride affair and everybody was like i said pretty anxious like oh no this isn't uh any way to start a new thing so luckily it, it rebounded pretty quick on day two is one of the, like the better days I've ever seen at the final. So it's cool. They just were stacking nineties and, yeah. and uh, yeah, the, the energy kind of came back and, and the vibe was on the right track. So it, I think ultimately it did separate fans though, from, from my perspective, there was a lot of people I talked to that were either there the first week or else came in Thursday and just took in the second half. So yeah, that's a lot to that's a lot to ask out of the even a diehard fan. Like that's mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, and, and there was the, the the diehards were there, and and uh, you know Tanner, you know how it is. I got to get their feedback at the hotel lobby. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, like I like I run the place, <laughs> but but uh, but there, you know as much like, as much as I was going on, Jess there's not it's not like being in vegas for four down days like you can always find something to do in vegas i i i can't imagine <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> like expand on that would you <laughs> what are you doing I've never, I've, never, I've never been there for the down days <laughs> always working makes sense uh, yeah <laughs> uh, no, it, it was super quiet there was uh there was some activities scheduled throughout the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and they kind of lightened the schedule as each day went by and, and uh, just kind of made it work until we got to Thursday. And it, it got a whole lot better real fast when that second weekend came around. But the, the layout of things was kind of unique. Like the uh, Dickies arena was in one area and they had trade show and, and, uh, our RV park for people to camp out right there. Um, and then that was we, the RV park. Was it just a fucking ripper? Just riding rank in the RV park. Uh, it was Sean. Just at the backyard paradise, man. Just at the boss's campsite. Yeah. So I didn't venture off over there, but uh, he had a pretty nice spread. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they were having good times out there. There was a stage concerts. Um, yeah, all kinds of activities there. And then the host hotel we were staying at was in downtown Fort Worth. So um, it was probably like a 10 minute drive from Dickie's. 
and then the the Fort Worth Cowtown Stockyards was uh, like another ten minutes away. So it was kind of like a there was kind of three different destinations that that kept people a little bit split up too. And like I was saying about the fan feedback, they were just having to having to travel, and they were not liking that. Obviously, they wanted it to be real convenient, and I can understand that, but um yeah it'll be it'll be tough to get everything in in one pile but i could see it being really cool if they were they were able to do that because they had so much stuff going on i didn't even i couldn't even keep track of half it you know it's just it was uh bull fights bull riding rodeo concerts like you name it so it was a lot and i think it'll just kind of hopefully get better as they fine-tune things just like growing pains with anything, eh? It's just going to yeah. get better. And I, I feel sorry for them guys that had to move that steel out and move it back in. Yeah. You don't want to, that preferred steel, you don't want to move it once, let alone twice, right? <laughs> there was some zombies rolling around on that crew that, that last day. I know that those poor guys were, were whipped, but um, yeah, somebody, they were, they were like, well, if anybody can do it, these guys can do it and they were like well we'll see <laughs> uh, about to find out but scott's pick obviously the the highlight of the whole year i guess really right uh kind of took that thunder away from jose vitor leme was the man dale and swearingen you know a guy that we kind of made fun of for Scott picking last year, not because of his skills or ability, but just because he was absolutely hurt and couldn't ride all last year. And Scott decided he was going to win the world, but Hey, he's stuck. No, yeah, that's wrong. No, no, that's wrong. He was on the injured list. He was supposed to come back sooner. Things didn't work out. So fuck you guys. It was all, it was all in the master plan. He stuck with it. But you stuck with it. Yeah. There you go. that. Yeah, the 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 poise that he showed, though, I guess, you know, you watched him through week one. We talked how he was one of the guys that decided to go to the velocities. And in his podcast, he talked about how he wants to always be in bull riding shape. Right. So he wants to stay busy, which other guys need the rest. And uh, it worked for Dalen. He rolled into the finals, pretty much stayed first kind of the whole time. All the pressure was on him. Uh, what really stood out for me was the round that that uh, somebody was running the slide for him and the slide popped open and his bull ran through the shoots. They pull him off and then his rope goes onto the dirt and then they got to get his rope reset. And just because the mind games that that would do to you, I know as a, as a bull rider, right. If your fucking rope falls in the dirt, you prep that rope for an hour and a half before the perf starts. Right. And then all of a sudden you get in the shoots, you're ready to go for a world title bull runs through the shoots. Feel like that's a bad omen fucking ropes in the dirt. Doesn't affect him. He steps up the plate, smashes out another great score, and uh, really showed the true professional and world fucking champion that he is. So had to have been cool to to see him roll through that whole week like he did, huh? Yeah, I mean, you said it just nothing was phasing him. And and that's kind of the the deal and I've come to know. It's just that keep it simple attitude. He's just there for one reason and that's to to win and and that's that's his focus and there, there's a ton of distractions uh coming from all angle and they were just increasing every day around there you know he was as uh as the race was going on he, he was getting more and more requests for media and all that jazz and and uh you know he was just sticking to the 
yes sir yes ma'am and yeah and yeah he loves the media he fucking <laughs> yeah. won't stop talking we know firsthand we we had him we had him on the pod and we were like we all had 40 questions each wrote down just <laughs> man and i can appreciate it and I, and I don't think it's it's not like there's uh you know not a lot going on there or anything he i'm sure dalen does have a lot a lot to say he's just uh reserved and he spends a lot of time listening and uh i think he's a very smart young man that that uh just knows how to to focus yeah exactly yes focus and just the drive the drive like you say tanner where it's like what it doesn't really matter what comes up whatever the circumstance may be he's just gonna find find a way and then like i said (laughs) so many times i've i've seen him getting a rack he bounces up and and like not only gets up he gets up jogs over to his rope picks it up and then jogs yeah, over nice. yeah okay you know it's like okay what's next and and there's plenty of those times i wouldn't even have got up i could tell right. you that, just watch and so it's it's pretty remarkable and and to see him go up there on on the shark cage to get get the buckle of the big check and he's got his shirt half tore off on his sleeve yeah. but you know it's just a big old smile and and uh yeah it's pretty, pretty cool to see a, a life-changing moment or you know life-changing season for a guy like that and uh yeah i just think if he can continue to to be healthy that there's there'll be no stopping him as a bullfighter what i respect the most is that you know i talk about how tough he is and that and you know, you hate to have to show how tough you're in, you are because, I mean, ultimately that means you're, you're getting in some wrecks, but to be the best, you got to ride that fine line. And he does it, man. He's just, yeah. he's just all gas. Yeah. And hand in the rope till his head hits the ground. Eh? Yeah, he, he puts himself on, uh, at risk every time. And, and like I said, as a bullfighter, I, I really respect that. And uh, yeah, it's kind of just a, a thing where, you love to see a guy like that get paid off. Well, yeah. And I think he's the type of kid that uh, he's won his first one and some may let their, their foot off the, off the pedal. He'll be more concerned about winning two and three, you know, that's, that's his drive, his mentality. I would say that's what I get from him anyways. Well, I'm looking at this team's list. Uh, He goes first overall to during the draft, Texas Rattlers pick Mm -hmm. them, which um tanner and i were working that draft scenario all probably the yeah basically the week out i guess through finals week and then through the weekend and it was kind of you know it was supposed to go jose first kaiki second and joao third that was kind of the way it was looking and you know you got to give old wiley cleat credit he he knew that carolina wanted him carolina was trying to make moves and and how do you say no to a 22 year old world champion? Like position, you got to You got to pick them. Um, but uh, Jerome Davis said, he told us he was going to do whatever he could to get them. And they did get them. Um, who do you think wins that trade? Jess, who, who wins that trade? Uh, that's a tough question. I'd rather just uh, pick a favorite team. At this point. <laughs> I think, ulti- I think ultimately at the end of the day, um, Carolina is my favorite team. Just looking at the complete rosters to the to this point. Um, Adding Cooper but really helped. Though. I don't know how. 
yeah i just don't i don't know like say how you could pass up somebody who's 22 and just come off yeah Yeah. and i tell you what if you ask uh all the 25 and under female fans who their favorite bull rider (laughs) probably dalen yeah connor halverson they like him too he's got the flow and shit yeah 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 yeah. you got drafted too man there's some fucking mad rockets look at look at uh look at the old fucking img taking on the modeling gigs they got some good guys in there you know fucking eights there we go Um, Joe Allen, how about that too? We're supposed to go third, then all of a sudden slips down, slips down, slips down. Them other guys had their picks, I think, of who they Back had lined up, and yeah. it's crazy how that all lined out. Because yeah, the the word on the street through everybody was he was going third, and then goes in the second round. But the uh, the the team situation that's kind of a a cool thing that we can that we can hit on too. What's the what was everybody's kind of vibe on on all that jesse were guys pumped for that draft or was it just kind of same old same old they were just fucking had to go and do another appearance at some place and they knew what was gonna gonna go on or was it uh up in the air like it was for all of us how the whole the whole situation with the draft and this new team series at the finals how'd that play out with everybody well yeah there was a lot of a lot of unanswered questions and and like scott was asking about the the vibe of the finals, I, I think, um, you know, outside of the arena, there was kind of, it was kind of twofold. There was a lot of people talking about the finals and there was a lot of people talking about teams and, and the draft and, and uh, kind of looking forward already. So it was, it was interesting to see too, like Sunday, we got down there, had that fresh 8.45 AM perf for the last day. <laughs> so that was very yeah, unique. They were in the lobby at 6 a.m. to meet, head over to the arena and had 70 bulls under my belt by noon. So it was <laughs> pretty by noon. Sunday. Hey, we used to call that slack once upon a time, Jess. You and Tanner know nothing about that. Million Every dollars time slack. we get this. Every fucking time. <laughs> well, a high school rodeo at fucking six in the morning, and I promise you, it was yeah, still okay, fucking party. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> but, but to get you guys back on track, what I was gonna say <laughs> is being done on. Welcome to the NFP podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me help you. Being done at noon, we were able to to kind of hang out and have a little visit with it being over, and and there was uh there was the nervous vibe. I feel like everybody was pretty anxious to see what their future was going to hold because there was some people that went went ahead and declared and and you know that's kind of yeah made themselves vulnerable so to speak and and you did see some guys not go that maybe you know were, were definitely at the finals and thought they thought yeah they what did you hear about that what did you hear about that i didn't did hear you a lot did after you? i heard there was some pissed off dudes leaving that bar well, they probably well, been drinking beers too, right? They probably so, yeah. had an open bar. That was probably the number one idea for the draft. <laughs> so that I, would be a, that would be a kick in the nuts, though. You know, fuck like, yeah, that would kind of set your tone. You know, moving <laughs> forward from that point, going into the next season or whatever, because you know you you do put yourself on. You think you're worth this much and should be. And then someone gut punches you with not getting picked when you've declared it's it is yeah. it'd be hard on your hard on your mental state, I think. Wouldn't you agree? 
Yeah. Well, Jason, I mean, you could probably pass Don Cherry. If you're not, if you're not going in the first round, don't go to the draft. That's what I was going to say. I think that would be the, the, you know, just shining the light again on how important it is to have somebody helping you out at this point. Like you need, you need a agent or some sort of representation because if you go in there just hoping like yeah it's it's bound to be a disappointment I feel like you got to kind of have some plans in place and lots of the times those are conversations that bull riders maybe don't want to have but there's people out there that will do it for them so well you don't want to ruin that relationship with management right off the hop because it's going to be a little bit different I think the management is very hands-on with these teams, what I've gathered so far, um, where in, in hockey, not, not so much, you know, really a lot of times there's no dialogue between management and the players period, but in this scenario, there will be. So, you know, it would be real easy for these guys to talk these kids into signing something that they probably shouldn't. Right. So I think it's just in their best interest. You're right. To, to yeah, make yeah. sure they just As per it, really been for 25 years. Yeah. 25 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully they do things the the right way so that's good it's good to see though i think there's some there's already been some uh contracts being signed with uh practice roster guys and uh some yeah. of them other other bigger first second rounders they're you know those teams are trying to get those guys hemmed up and obviously that's gonna they're gonna have to pay for for hey. what they're gonna get out of those top guys right yeah, well, actually, on the bright side, there, cinnamon nuts. Uh, if we wouldn't have got cut off early, I wouldn't have been able to have a call, and it was a good one. I can't bring that up. So I guess on the bright side, you not knowing how to run that Zoom call today did pay off. Yep. Why do you Why do you dangle the carrot? Got why one of our guys a good one. Good contract. Because he because because he would do it to me. I'm I'm just getting ready for the whole Ryan Byrne episode here because I know <laughs> who's going to get their ass handed to him on that one. <laughs> he's ready. The only feedback yeah, that I usually yeah. get is when stories come up about him and he's like, that's not how it fucking went. And then he'll tell you, I'm like, okay, hey, come on. If you come on here, we're good to go. We can, you can share your side of it. Oh, look, Tanner, I, this is a little bit off topic. We're at the Ramstrands <laughs> that night. I forget where you had to go the next day. I was flying out early. We went home. We didn't go to the bar. We went back to the carriage house early. You had to go to the high school finals maybe to fight bulls the next day or something, did you? Or no, Weyburn. Oh, this you're is when I first fight started fighting bulls. Yeah, for Blaine. And we got telling Ryan stories. Oh, fuck. I don't know what time I left the room. I, I know I felt like shit the next morning, and that definitely wasn't my intention because yeah. we had a few BLs and started ripping on old Randy Boy. It was hilarious. Was that the when we were all in the room the together? Best part yeah. was, the best part was, you were there with us, Scott, for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. The best part was, is Tanner had better stories than we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. One. <laughs> True that. He did. He did. I think we make a pack. I think we make a pack right now. Like, it, he loses. Like, it, it's, it's all bring the dirt. Oh, we good. have to. Yeah, have you not have you not learned in the last fucking how many years of your life that you do not win when it comes to trying to get him? Oh, I think no, no, that's your see, you guys got the wrong. He's trying to make that's what he's here. saying. He's trying to make a team. He's like, let's three of us yeah, get yeah. this motherfucker. Yeah, I think all three of us are gonna lose. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh I don't I think we better get this audience 
revved up for 50 for 51 here. Oh yeah, that's gonna be good. He's ready too. He might be all professional. We'll see, but hopefully I get a couple of drinks in him. We'll get him loosened right up if I can let him roll. Don't try to be all professional. Yeah. That was also uh, the night in uh in Calgary that you looked at Megan and you were like, Well, we'll see if you actually do love this guy, because you're going from fucking Madison Square Garden to Weyburn, Saskatchewan. <laughs> We were, <laughs> is that what I told her? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, hey, you know what? You go by the same. You go by the same people on the way up the ladder as you do on the way down. Yeah, no. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. Uh, world finals. Are man. we pretty set on that? What else did? What else highlights? Jesse the Rex, I guess, for big Dalton knocked a tooth out there. That's another guy too, same as Dale. But like when you're talking about the. Uh, let it all hang out guys that you can respect like even shoot procedure like i was the fucking worst in the bucket shoots ever but i respect the shit out of those guys that that are quick and i think it just shows like your your confidence in yourself right when you just slide up there and go and dalen will take them laying down dalton same thing um but that's another guy that i look forward to watching as a contender for world championships and a huge guy for the team challenges as he's going to bring so much to the table but uh rex we wiped out a few of them let me get wrecked out pretty rough goal for the boys there overall joao too joao was that the last ride yeah, yeah. dude yeah it was kind of crazy it's it's been it's been intense man they're not like not gonna lie there's been a lot of wrecks this year like you think about all the broken necks and and just bad bad injuries all in all but um so those guys come out pretty clean in the end from finals i thought both uh like jose and Jao, jo- jose especially like the way he left there it was pretty scary it was good good we were all waiting to to just get some sort of update and and uh yeah i see those guys punches, back eh? they're the fucking like oh man yeah those same, both kind of, yeah yeah belly up and steps so stepping on them direct so it's sketchy and those are the things like you know you watch and you can't really do shit about it could stop the feet from coming down so never fun they definitely stick stick with you but it was cool to see them back at the draft and taking that all in and smiling away so on to the next one for those boys but Dalton like Dalton didn't do too much smiling like I said he just had a little grin because that Sunday morning that bull whipped him down and bust two or three teeth off in the front um and then he just went back to the locker room and stuffed his mouth full of cotton re-rosined his rope and short round it so yeah you know, lots of people didn't even know that it had happened that's just kind of the, like the way he is like say just got that confidence he just does him that's dalton dalton's dalton all day every day and yeah i love him for that too it's cool badass so we went through that big congratulations, Jesse, 14 times. That's huge. Oh, yeah, let's get into yeah. that. So um, 14 years you've been there, every one of those with Frank Newsom, right? Yep. Yeah, so Frank announces retirement. How many, so what was this for, for, sorry, Jess, or sorry, Tanner, but how many, how many for Frank? I think it was 17. Wow. Is that the record? Uh, yeah. What was Joe? 12? Pretty sure. Uh, Man. You got to be second then, eh? I don't know, dude. All I know is that uh, my memory is not the greatest. 
the cloud's full. I didn't update, so. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, buddy. Prepped earlier. Uh, Okay, Tanner. Yeah, we better talk about Frank. Yeah, well, Frank, (laughs) I think that's like pretty um, legendary too to have that many finals. Is Frank obviously? If you listen to like lots of podcasts that he's in and stuff, he talks about his story and had a hiatus from from the game for for quite some time right and then comes back so he probably had some before and then then worked his way back to the top again and came back after so huge shout out to frank one of the best to ever do it one of the toughest to ever fucking do it and um what was that like for you and we can talk about it um frank being who he is during one of the freestyle bullfights the one day during the first week right it was he ends up jumping out there to help a guy ends up breaking a bunch of ribs and, and is being injured and can't fight the second week so his 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 retirement finals got cut short um but then they name him the director of of bullfighting uh what was that like to to see him go as as you guys have this huge history and past and then being together for all these years uh had to be a little bit bittersweet to kind of see an end of an era come yeah it's it's crazy to think that uh it's been that, that many seasons and i don't even want to do the math on how many bulls that would have been but um yeah it's just one of those things I remember being the young kid going in that locker room and and all those guys in there that that I looked up to and and uh you know I'd never really had a chance to be around prior and they they took me in man I can you know never say thanks enough for the way I was taken into that group initially and and the way they supported um my style of bullfighting and, and the way I went about things. And, and we just, you know, we just went to work. It was one of those things where we didn't have to talk a lot about it. Frank never was one for a whole lot of words, but uh, you know, we just, we just did it. And we knew where, where each other were and we had a, a pretty good thing for a long time. So it's uh, it's crazy thing. I don't, I don't think anybody will, uh, you know, surpass his reputation of being tough. Like you said, some of the shit I saw him go through and then just, you know, drag himself back to the fire and, and be there for the next one. It's like, how, how is this even possible? Um, but I think, you know, that's just that, that drive and, and, and pain wasn't really a, a, a factor for him at, to some extent, but I know, I know that shit wasn't easy. Like, I mean, he could take a lot more than I could, that's for sure. But at the end of the day, it was still, you know, it still took its toll and, and uh, you know, it's, it wasn't getting any easier out there. So everything comes to time and, and, you know, now he gets to go home and enjoy it some more with his family. I know he's got, you know, uh, a daughter that's well off into, into baseball, softball, um, doing really well, probably headed for a college scholarship. It's crazy how fast, you know, it's the same thing. No, watch his kids grow up and um he's actually a grandfather at this yeah frank's my i think frank's my age he's got to be 48 or 9 yep yeah so his son hunter is that uh, all you are as a kid i thought you were (laughs) scott like 55 (laughs) no so yeah it's time he gets to go home and rest that body and and uh, enjoy the spoils so to speak and and uh hang with the fam so I'm glad I'm happy for him that he gets to do that. And like I said, still, still going to have a, a role. Um, not going <laughs> to pretend that uh, 
the lines with communication lines of communication with PBR are, are all that great. I don't exactly know what uh, the director of bullfighting will all entail for Frank, but um, yeah, looking forward to, to visiting with them. Hopefully he can kind of, uh, you know, in my mind, hopefully anyways, be a, a bit of a voice um, for the group, the bullfighting group to, to speak with the powers that be and kind of have some communication there. So it'll be interesting. You know, and uh, I, I read uh, Keith Ryan Cartwright's story on Frank from a few years back. Quite a story. Um, I, I encourage all of our listeners to go search that story up of what Frank went through, the demons he he conquered to, you know, get back in the arena. Like he, I remember Frank when in the Wrangler bullfight deals, days, he was a badass. He should be a, you know what? And and I'll I'd say this, and I've told Frank this in the in the bullfighters dressing room a couple of times. You know, he should have been a world champion, but he just he was just in a bad place at that time. He should have been a world champion freestyler. He was he was a bad, bad cat, but you know, he just he had to get uh he had to battle a few demons and and he did, and all the power to him. It's an amazing story. Keith deserves a, a pat yeah, on the back really, story too. It is really good. And you know. We've all known somebody that probably went through some shit and didn't didn't come back from it, which is unfortunate. But um, where he was and to be where he is today, you know, that's that's where he gets my respect. Yeah, yeah, golden. Yeah, so big time. Congratulations to Frank Newsom on one of the most illustrious careers ever as a as a bullfighter. So pretty amazing and good to see that. Yeah, he gets to go out. Um, on his own, right? He was hurt for the last weekend, but still made that choice himself. Wasn't forced out of the arena due to injury or something like that, right? And I think that's big in our yeah. sport is when you can leave it on your own terms. It's never uh, doesn't hurt as much, right? Because you you got to to decide that for yourself. So, congrats to Frank and then the whole crew and his family. And speaking of this bullfighting game, boys, quick ad read if you don't mind. Quick ad read. You ready for this one? This is a new one. We talked about them in the intro. Hooked up enterprises. I like this. For the biggest moments under the bright lights in the biggest situations, get hooked up. Hooked up enterprises is a creative partner for Western sports and beyond, providing customized arena wear for some of rodeo's most elite athletes and state-of-the-art arena wrap display products for some of Western sports' most prestigious events. They are the official in-arena gear of the NFP podcast. Find out more at www.gethookedup.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Stand up, stand out, and stay hooked. Boom! That's www.get-hookedup.com is the website. Go check them out. They got some did cool you get your, Did you get anything yet from that, Scott? I yeah, am, I'm, Scott I'm, is. He is, I, I, I am actually, I'm cracking out again. Um, I'm going to get some jerseys made. <laughs> no, actually, uh, yeah, he's going to um, do some work with uh, Braden. Oh, good. Okay, I'm glad. Okay, so that's good. Two out of three ain't bad, as me Loaf used to sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So check them out. Get hooked up. They're the ones you made when I transitioned from uh, being a female to a male. No, just when I transitioned from... <laughs> Whoa, whoa, I know you've been watching too much liberal media. Uh, when I transitioned from riding bulls to fighting bulls, I was still with Monster and Levi's and all those companies, and they made me some badass fucking gear that 
that uh, get me endorsed for the year. So that was pretty cool. So, uh, you know, we were talking about Dalen. We were talking about the Carolina Cowboys earlier, and I'm not sure how we did this earlier, but it, we segued into Austin Dillon, NASCAR yeah. driver. Yeah. And uh, Where we got pleasure. cut off. So let's yeah, something happened. There was technical difficulties, hey, but nobody's pointing fingers here. Nobody. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll hand it over if you want to run it. <laughs> not a chance, snowball <laughs> chance in hell of that happening. Yeah, you, you actually have a better chance of having a period as me running this thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I had the pleasure of having a visit with Austin Dillon last week, and it kind of so I followed him on social media because the boys were going to to uh, Winston-Salem, but his home race was on. So he wanted to bring the team in and whatnot. So it happened to be on uh, SportsNet or something, TSN. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to tune in and search him up. He's the um, Bass Pro car. And I'm not kidding you. They were just coming out of the, I believe it's the yellow flag, right? When, you, when you're when you just waiting for the, the, the pace car to get off and then go. Well, he, we laughed at this earlier. He cold trickled it. Days of thunder. I mean, you gotta, you gotta look it up. Like, Love I don't know. I'm instantly like, okay, I'm going to have to go to battle with this guy on contracts, but I want to be his number one fan. Like talk about hashtag NFP. I'm going to tell him all about NFP and see if he wants a sticker for the car. Cause he deserves one, but he did. He crashed and burned man hard. So look it up. Austin Dillon on, I think he, uh, I think you can find it on his Twitter. It's pretty badass. <laughs> That's decent. Well, I'll say cold trickle. Cool. <laughs> cold trickle. Yeah. Cold trickle. Holy fuck. And, and, and you are Rowdy, 70. And Rowdy, uh, what was the other guy? Rowdy Ross? Rowdy. No, it wasn't Ross. That was his nemesis. Top Gun, though. Fuck, Tom Cruise is back hot, baby. Look out. Let's go. Fuck yeah, he is. You know, I'm sure he'll just they'll just let him just slap a sticker on that car. Johnny, yeah, <laughs> will be real impressed. I mean, I guess if Carolina, if they start whipping on, oh, we got uh, we got the four of their we got four of their seven guys. We might just negotiate that in, Jess. <laughs> yeah, never underestimate the the power of a negotiation. Yeah, what's a yeah. little. Once he knows what NFP stands for, I, I can't see why he wouldn't want to pay us to have that sticker on his car. So well, we'll have to get him on and see what hashtag yeah, NFP means yeah, to him. What? That's not a bad idea. This this team's thing will open up some opportunity for some new guests for us for sure. Yep. I like to talk to JJ Gosh. He's pretty uh he's pretty all over uh, Twitter and stuff. He's pretty, you know, in the media and really getting into this. I see more than you know, lots of the other guys. I just maybe I seem to pay attention to his stuff more, but he's really all over this and really fucking going yeah. all into this, this team. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, real professional guy to talk to in certain ways and just down to earth and others, which is nice. There's no, uh, there's no pretending, right. He just, he speaks his mind and I, I respect that. How about, Bates, oh, how about Bates saying yeah, that he's going to make Jess Lockwood a world champion again? <laughs> Did you guys see that? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to make him one? Yeah. Oh he was God. quoted as he's bringing him back that his job's not completed wow. until he's back as a world champion. Win the third again. world championship? What is, what's Jess what nursing anyway? What's he nursing? Life? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that up. last injury was about tearing him in half it was yeah. his abdomen and his groin um 
But what Bates want him to put his name on the buckle if he wins it or what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know it. what? You, if, you fall, if you it's follow, if you follow Jess though. Lockwood, he's showing us. Yeah, fucking, you yeah. know what I mean. You gotta have that. Well, but Bates is in a Bates is in a different position. Sorry, Scott, but Brandon Bates is in a different position than these other GMs and owners. Oh yeah, that he's working for a, a PBR owned team here, so he's basically on a one year test drive and he needs to perform he needs to produce here like that draft for him needs to pay off dividends for the Oklahoma freedom because there's going to be somebody lined up to buy that team and I'm quite certain that Brandon wants to be that general manager so you know what he he made some bold picks there I think um probably pissed some guys off in that green room but Time will tell. Yeah, I, I just like to give him shit because I don't get to you anymore with him not being around. He used to hang out in our locker room all the time, and he would. He was never afraid to to speak his mind or you know make bold statements. And and uh, if nothing else, it was entertaining, and and we have had had lots of fun with it. So it'll be cool. It'll be really cool to see that. I just wanted to say about the Austin team, and like um, as far as being the most visible in the in that second half of the utv they that team spent a lot of time on the road like they had g-man pretty much everywhere and then and then some uh some other staff as well at quite quite a few of the events so it was cool to to see them like you said really diving in and and uh getting to know it from kind of all perspectives so yeah i i think that uh that's kind of bound to pay off for them too yeah, exciting to see the guys that are Scott, going Scott, full steam ahead. No, nah, I'm just saying, you know, I, I was I was just saying, like, Jess Lockwood, if you follow him to any extent on social media, there isn't a lot to do with bull riding anymore. It's more about his home life and, and ranching and having a girlfriend. You know what I mean? So I don't know where his head's at at this point. Yeah, it'll be fun to see. I bet this team stuff will bring out a lot of these guys. Like Cooper was going to retire as well, right? And then he decides that he's going to the. He, it said in his when they picked him for that team, right? That he wanted to come back and do this team stuff. So, uh, just being on a team, and we've seen it with Global Cups. We've talked about it, but it's going to fucking relight that fire for a lot of these guys. And it's going to make. I, I agree, man. Like Ezekiel Mitchell doesn't get picked, right? You see him; he's got signed on as a, as a free agent onto the, onto the roster of that same team. And it's probably, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm guessing, I'm thinking from what I'm seeing online and all this stuff, you got to take that as piss you off, but then use that to grow. Right. So now you got to step up to the plate and show yeah. all those guys that they were wrong for not picking them in the first place. You know, you want to see a little fire fucking cracker well, or wait till Chase outlaw gets to ride. And he got picked in the third round. Yeah. I was just going to bring him up visibly yeah. pissed off. Like he can't this. wait to rub it in. He cannot wait. Yeah, he can't wait to rub it into the rest of these guys' faces. Like yeah. he cannot wait. Like you can't bet against. It. You know what? You gotta. Well, we wouldn't. You know, I, we gotta give it to Bates a little bit. We gotta give him credit. We wouldn't even be in this game if it wouldn't have been for Bates because, as a general manager, he couldn't represent guys, and he handed over Kaiki. Um, who else? The Austin Richardson, Dalen. And Mason Taylor right off the hop, his guys, because he couldn't represent it. And then we got thinking how we're going to do this and be good at it. And here we are. We're, you know, 
14 of the 16 picks. We got to have them all if we're going to do our job right, I think, because there's no salary cap. There's no market. There's, we have nothing to go on there. You know, any contracts done by any agents today in any other sport, it's, it's all on comps, right? So I, I got to give, I got to give him credit. I like his first three picks with Kolbaba and Outlaw and Eli. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's fighting for sixth, seventh, or eighth. I think he's going to be a contender. Yeah, I do personally. Good to see. Hey, I got a random question about when you speak of like outliers coming out of the. I don't know, coming out of the back for the draft, but like, what, what about a guy like JB Mooney? Is that not mm-hmm. where he belongs on the on a team just killing it? But he didn't declare himself. They wouldn't have nominated. I, I I kind of figured. I kind of figured he didn't. But like, yeah. So I think. But Woody, Woody, if you talk I, to him, I think JB's done with PBR. Um, I but this would have been the perfect scenario for him. I think. Yeah. I, I I I we've talked about this. Tanner and I have lots. Um, Riding percentages are going to go up. You can't, you, you got to remember you're, you get, you get to almost pick your bull. Your coach is picking the bull that suits the rider's style the most. Right. So I don't know. I, I just think that it's going to be so good for bull riding in that regard. And for the longe- longevity of their careers again, because if you're only going to be getting on one bull a weekend or one bull a day, maybe two to three, one guy might have to get on four, um, but you're getting on bulls that are probably going to um, suit you, spin into your hand or like whatever, suit you, fit your riding style. So I just think it's, but Tanner, you've been a part of team Canada. How many times as a rider, as a coach, it's, I think it's going to be different, man. Like you, you're, oh. we're watching some of the best. Look at the, look at the Colorado avalanche right now just steamroll over Edmonton as a team yeah and then you got Tampa they're missing their best player and he's they're still winning you know it's that team atmosphere and that I think when you're sitting beside the guy beside you in your in your locker room and you're willing to spill blood for that teammate right I think that's what you're gonna see here and and you talked about the toughness of athletes I I have a ton of respect for a lot of professional like from football to the no, contact sports hockey this is totally different man we're talking about the elite athletes in professional bull riding like you talk about hashtag nfp these guys should all have that tattooed right on their fucking foreheads right well they should right they, they put it on the line every time and now they're going to do it yeah. for and there's some money to go with it like these guys are going to make some money like there's some money to win as a team you know so, I, I just want to I just want to back up a little bit. I've had this question um, presented to me a couple times. When you say picking bulls, how will they go about that? Is it all into a pot and everybody gets a turn at picking, or is a list sent to your team? Like how? Yeah, I you think your they- team will draw. There'll be a, a pool of bulls. Now, don't quote me on this, but I do recall Chad Blankenship talking about this. It's a pool of bulls for your team. Okay. It'll be Chad, similar. Do you to, uh, yeah, it'll be similar to Global Cup. It'll be the same as what they. Yeah. I, I'm assuming is what they'll do. So the night before, the day before, this one maybe a week before. I don't know that they'll have more time to do it. You'll get sent your list of bulls, and then you divvy those bulls out to the riders. So 
say the global cup was a last last year was a saturday event we had our bulls wednesday night we had to had we had to have them submitted by thursday and then so yeah you can kind of match guys up with different bulls that you want to match and so if it's anything like the global cup uh, yeah that's how it'll work the coach or the gm or however the team wants to work it if they want the guys opinions on it too it'll all be up to that team ownership and coach gm of how they how they divvy them out and pick them um but if it's anything like the global cups you'll get your set of bulls and then you'll match your guys to to each set of bulls and the global cups it was kind of like different sections were different styles of bulls so you had like your 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 nicer ones and you had like your eliminator ones in in the second section so every team gets kind of one of each type of bull type of thing as much as they can kind of match those bulls to be that way right so not so the team doesn't have a bunch of spinners and then the other team's got all the short round bulls you know yeah. they kind of they kind of try to what we're gonna do those ones into each guy each yeah. groups each team's group so that everybody has to kind of have a different type of bull for a free try if it's like the global cups anyway yeah we might uh we might have to get ken leonard on prior to cheyenne maybe on the pod he's he come we used to work actually for tampa bay uh lightning at one point so he comes from the hockey side i believe he told me he worked for the nhl for a little bit too so he's he's working on this with blankenship so maybe we'll get him on and we can have a little chin wag on on the rules for prior to Cheyenne. So there are listeners got a, a real beat because they haven't, it's, it's kind of as clear as mud, really a few, how about Tanner and I going into the draft? Like there was so many unanswered questions, man. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well let's just wing this draft off. <laughs> <laughs> After. So there it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you cool. uh, one thing that I do know you're not, alone in feeling in feeling that way the the communication was just it's just not really there it was so hot i just don't think the answers were there so right was not anything yeah. to communicate and, that's what and i think it's gonna the, be all about learning as it goes every aspect of it right yeah guys jesse jesse everything. question 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 for you how yeah. does this affect you or will you be fighting bulls at these teams events basically is what i was asking or do you know? I am. I think, Scott, I, I don't really have a 100% answer. But from what I understand, um, the team stuff will kind of just be um, an extension of the UTB as far as the bullfighters are concerned. Um, and then the, the Challenger Series will be kind of taking over what the velocity was prior. So it'll be the same thing, three guys to, to each and every event. And, and then... There'll be a vote um, prior to team finals and then start all over again right quick. I think it's it's like a November start, I think, for that next season. So um, is it for for UTB? I think so. Wow. Yeah. So that's the word. I mean, that's what I'd heard. But who knows, man? I don't I don't know. But I do know. um I was thinking about this earlier today, though, like ultimately, and it's probably because I'm not 18, but, you know, it would be interesting just to think about how you could separate it from the UTB. Um, so it wasn't an all or not kind of thing, you know, where you look at the riders mm-hmm. being able to 
to just do teams or just do the well they will be able to well a supplemental draft allows that yeah so it'll be interesting but there's still a million dollars to win the world title which is going to be pretty appealing then yeah so i can tell you that uh a million it they don't do any sort of percentage on that to what ends up at the bullfighter check but um, (laughs) i was gonna say you're probably not a you're probably not opposed uh to not having a salary cap on the bullfighters check yeah, as I'm, so I'm saying, like, let's revisit that bonus thing you talked about. <laughs> and uh, no, but it is kind of, it is exciting. It's always exciting when there's new blood, kind of some potential there. And like um, just getting to visit with some of the team owners and management. And and they're really curious as to, you know, what what our job entails and what all goes into it. And, and you know, just have have showed their respect for for us and what we do and in protecting what are now their athletes. So it's yeah. kind of fun to see and, and, you know, who knows where it goes with, with sponsorships and that sort of thing too. Heck yeah. All right. One other uh, thing from the team series and the world finals and retirements and all this different change and changing stuff that's going on is the official retirement of Cody Lambert as the livestock director. And now we have Canadian yeah. Riley Agnon as the livestock director for the PBR. Shout out, shout out, shout out to young Riley. Good for him. Yes. I hope he has two cell phones and uh, a lot of battery power because that thing's not going to stop ringing. (laughs) That's a full gig. eh? I only have to deal with, I only have to deal with 18 of them up here. I couldn't imagine deal with 1800 of them down there. I couldn't imagine either. Yep. That's pretty crazy. To and think, what know? about Fabiano? Fabiano and uh, Stetson, Stetson Lawrence as well announced retirements. Uh, Stetson was, well, shit. I always like to say he got his, he really got his start up here at our events, you know. Um, PBR Canada champion, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, fucking right. And good. That's such a good year up here. Party, he didn't even compete you know, like, that year. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. even compete that that year at the finals did he he he, he had enough points he won her so yeah. what were you just what were you giving it to me about there no nothing i was saying like in just a good dude like all around right like oh like, yeah yeah came back yeah. to some gca rodeos and shit up here and uh came to i remember reading in oh, no kidding. oh yeah yeah full steam ahead so yeah good to see you had a great career too and and uh you know i had a bunch of ups and downs and broken neck and whatever else right so Pretty Twice. amazing career, yeah. Twice. We'll get him on the show here if he'll come on. He'd be he'd be a good one. Transitioning from the World Finals, uh, we got a whole bunch of shit on the go up here, which we kind of we talked about uh, Jesse with you coming to to Red Deer to do some TV stuff. Scott, you'll be back on the TSN tour after you're done high school rodeoing for the high school rodeo. Yeah. Uh, hey, you guys, <laughs> I would I, grade twelve. Hey, boys, let him get his grade twelve. <laughs> it's it's Braden's grad I can't miss my boys grad I gotta take that one in that's fair (laughs) but getting busy (laughs) fucking shit's happening here now with with the Canada Cup series hitting off and the rodeos that are hitting Um, we'll try to keep everybody updated as much as we can but uh, hopefully these bull riders are ready for for a rock and roll grind because she's fucking game on up here in Canada so all you American guys Get on up here if you can get up here. We're gonna need some guys for different events to to fill some holes. So if you can do it, get up here. But uh, it's good to see. It's gonna be oh, fun to God, see. 
Zane on his on his retirement tour. Aaron Roy back in the game. We see Griffin Smeltzer up here. Comes back to my event there, Clooney Cooper Memorial, presented by Riverside Dodge, uh, and takes the win. So you know, left right off from from where he was down there at the Velocities and showed what he's made of. Rode rode really good up here at PA. Scott, what do you think of the whole Clooney Cooper Memorial? We had a lot of fun there, didn't we? Yeah, it was a blast. It was a blast. It was good to to get together for. You know, remembering the, the boys and uh, just seeing everybody and everybody had a smile on their face. It was a good atmosphere. It was a great bull riding. The weather held off for us. We we didn't get wet at all. So a little sprinkled, yeah. settle the dust. But I was going to say something, you know, I had the privilege once again of interviewing uh, Zane Lambert um, there previous to the performance one night. And I asked Zane before, I said, do you mind if we talk about, you know, your final year and and uh, he said, yeah, not a problem. So, but we got through the, we started into the interview. We started talking about it. He kind of, you know, obviously got emotional. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, I was starting to get a lump in my throat too, you know. <laughs> but with saying that, you know, I've, we've all, I've watched Zane since he was just a little steer rider. And it's hard to believe. We always talk about these careers going so fast. It's hard to believe that he's on his farewell tour. It really well, is. Well, how many finals? Is it 17? We were supposed to look this up last time, and we still haven't. It's 17. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah, no, think about that. You talk about uh, um, records that'll never be broken. Um, yeah. There's one. There's one that's going to – It's that'll age well. It, it is 17 because I retired in 15, and that was 10. And, yeah, so it would be 17 consecutive, yeah. I think. And I think he's only been outside the top 10 once. Hmm. Yeah, man. And he's a good guy. He's going to, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be different without him around. It's going to be a hard one for me. That'll be a hard one for me. He's been, he's been our guy for a long time. And I remember, I think the first, uh, first event he ever came to was back when we were the professional Canadian bull riders and we were in Red Deer ahead of the chuck wagon races. Actually, we were doing an event ahead of the chuck wagon races. And Twyla had to show him how to write a check. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know how to write a check. Hey, Jess, I think you're in that picture. There's a picture. Uh, I don't know who tweeted it. You, Zane, and Aaron. And who else is in there? Uh, pretty, pretty. And it was the MRC steer ride. MRCA steer ride. Nathan Twyla. was in there. Jordan LaVenture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, it was a good yeah. crew. Yeah. yeah, look at the talent that come out of that. I I know I reposted that picture or something. I thought it was, that was uh yeah, I remember seeing that too. It was pretty cool. Well Sasky, well Sasky Toba bunch. Yeah. Yeah. But does that mean that you're gonna cry like 32 times this year? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, NFP fuckers. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. <laughs> it's okay to cry. So I got it's a lump okay. on my throat. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it is. It is. It's. It's. It's sad. I'm happy for him. And but you know he's gonna be missed. That's for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of the Cooney Cooper Memorial, was presented by Riverside Dodge. All of our friends here on the on the podcast. I went and got my truck uh, serviced up there today. They sent me home with a nice new one there that was parked at the house. Got to drive it around for a bit. Ooh, she's a beauty too, boys. <laughs> you uh, can tell. You can tell Ty when you talk to him tomorrow that I'll be calling him probably Monday because I'm coming. 
to buy myself a Dodge product. Get you a Dodge, baby. Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan is home of the award-winning Ram truck. They're the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of ranked bulls along with your crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across western Canada. You'll see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no-bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner sent you. Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor of the NFB podcast. And that is fair. Fuck they been that's, great to us. Oh, that's all we do? We just put it on Tanner's tab. Go get a new truck, yeah. put it on Tanner's tab. You guys heard that. <laughs> All our viewers out there, just head up to PA. Put it on Tanner's tab. It is legit, awesome. though, like the no bullshit deal. Because, you know, this will be a sponsor plug for them, too. But it, the fucking worst thing in the world is going to try to buy a vehicle, right? Dealing with oh. salesmen. And it's always just fucking games and bullshit, right? And that's why I really like these guys from the get-go. I used to work with an old boy named Warren Town. And he passed away now, but that was the first truck I ever bought was that Riverside and it was with Warren. And ever since then, I bought every truck from that place, right? And then Ty and uh, Joe and, and the crew now that take took over there, right? They got into this bull riding game. We've all kind of made a, a great friendship now and they all came to the bull riding and love the sport and are, are full-fledged into it. And we've built a great relationship through it, but legit, like they, with saying my name, they know that, that that's what, that's what, I like, and that's what I enjoy is the no bullshit deal. So when you go in there and they know that I say, yeah, you legit won't have to deal with all that bullshit scamming stuff that comes along with fucking buying vehicles. So sponsor plug for them, but legitimate. And I've told them that too. It's not just, you know, not just because they're a sponsor of the show and all this stuff. They, they are good folks and they do it the right way there. So shout out to them. That's a, uh, it's a good crew. And they had fun you, at the bull uh, riding too. See oh that. yeah. Morgan, I was talking to her today. She was uh, handing out fireball shots there. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. A fireball machine. <laughs> she was she was the fireball machine. <laughs> well, didn't they have fireball on tap? No, they had a keg. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. Keg. Well, what about the truck? Is the truck still at your place? The yeah, 96. we bought that sucker. Yeah, ninety six Dodge. Yeah, Cummins. <laughs> we raffled that off in the in the auction. We have a Calcutta at the bull riding there, as you guys know, and the listeners that haven't been to it, sell off all that stuff. And uh, yeah, Rusty fucking uh, bought the bought the Dodge. She's a beauty too. Yeah, my uh, driving her. My my boys from Echo Bay all went in fifteen hundred dollar investment on Smelter, and I don't know even what what they win thirteen something. I bought eleven. Yeah, it was all shooken out. 11K. Yeah. They're pretty happy. Not a bad night, hey, at the old backyard. And another shout out on that, Mike Lipchuk, who we've talked about on this pod, is a great supporter of all the bull ridings here at my place. Always is in the Calcuttas and always buying tables. He finally wins one after all these years. Says, fuck, I can't take that so, money. Here's a little plug. You. You throw the truck on Tanner's tab. And two, if you like PA enough, you go see Mike and buy a house from him. You're damn right. Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> buy that fucking house. Remax, baby. Mike Lipsack. But no, he donated all the money back that he won in the Calcutta to the Type Osborne Foundation, which is yeah, which is amazing. He came in the in the in the garage afterwards and he said, like, and we wiped some fucking guys out. Tim Lipsick got wiped out. I had to get a surgery and shit that night. And so you've seen it firsthand what these athletes do go through. And that's what he said. He's like, I can't fucking 
take that money. That's got to go back to these guys. Hey, uh, health and well being. So big shout out, Mike. Talking about your event. Yeah, talking about your event too. It's good to see Logan Beaver back. Uh, he took a bit of an ass, ass kicking on the second night, but uh, it's good to see, you know, there's the guy that just shut her down after a long winter on the velocities. And when he got home, he just couldn't, you know, just things weren't clicking and he just went home, packed his bag up and went home before the season was over so i was glad to see him back um yeah we'll see him in red deer this weekend too we got a good crop these young guys rolling in too and yeah yeah, it's gonna be good to see fucking right so red deer then we go brandon and then into regina uh and then some touring pros then i got another one up here elkridge resort that one sold out as of two days ago so that's gonna be a ripper up there waskasu lake all of us are going there and breaking news guess who the second bullfighter is along beside me yeah jesse's gonna come step him with me uh, oh i get to put the mic down i thought i had to carry it around <laughs> yeah you can let's do it we can do whatever we want man nft baby <laughs> Uh, so that's well, kind of cool. Yeah, I'm looking Everybody forward to knows. golfing. I'm actually looking forward to golfing. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to golfing. Yep. Yeah, Golf tourney during the day. Fucking yeah. That's just, I'm just waiting for Tanner to tell me. Sorry, Jason, we don't have a room for you. You're gonna have to come up the day of and leave the day of. And my golfing <laughs> fantasies will be crushed. <laughs> can we? Life, can we? No, can we golf? No can we golf drunk? Life in the fast lane. Well, you can the next day, but you got to stay sober because it's before the bull ride. So. Uh, well, technically, <laughs> technically, technically. Yeah, so that's going to be cool, that event up there, right? You guys have all been there and seen that resort. So to put a bull ride right in the parking lot is going to be pretty epic to see. Is there going to be any bikinis, you think? One or two, I bet. <laughs> Jason on the golf course. He <laughs> knows. Speedos. Speedos, uh, baby. Uh, okay, we're getting to where we need to be with all this stuff. And Jesse appreciates you uh ripping it on here with us. But one more thing we do gotta fucking get to before we stop is NHL stuff. Jason, I know you got Braden Snyder in with the with the New York Rangers PA boy. Uh we can get into him, but I want to give shout out to the Manson family, right? All of yeah. us know them for so many years. Grew up with Josh. Dave's obviously been one of my idols forever and one of those guys you always look up to. Works his way back up after an 18-year career. Works his way back up into the NHL as the assistant coach for the Edmonton Oilers. Goes for the Western Conference Final against his son, Josh Manson, playing for the Colorado Avalanche. Former guest on the show. Pretty epic to see. Oh, the kid sweeps. The kid sweeps. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That Colorado team is good. They're good. But... On the other side, though, whoever comes out, the goaltending on that other side is superior over Colorado's. I, I have to admit that. Um, and you're seeing it. Vas, oh, he's Vas, He's just been unbelievable these last two games for Tampa. You know, if if New York could have won game three there, they had a two-goal lead going into the third period and get a three-nothing, like steal that game, really, in Tampa – it's a whole different series, but now she's the best out of three. She's tied up at two, and Colorado is resting. You know, yeah, could be know. nine days, could be twelve days. Kadri will be back. Could be twelve. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Kadri will be back. Um, 
you, you had a cast on. I haven't heard anything more. I, I should ask Curtis Lassition and get the vote up. What about our, our boy Curtis Lassition? You know, could have his yeah, name on the cup a second time with Colorado too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of close ties. And uh, you're, you're, don't you're mean all to... in on Colorado now, eh? If, uh, well, if we go back and uh, we're talking about the picks from the uh, World Finals and all this stuff, we can go back and look at our picks for the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think I fucking swept those too, uh, by the way, there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know my teams Both aren't sides. playing anymore. Your red teams my... are fucking done, bud. Done. <laughs> done. And shame on Edmonton for beating them. You know what? That was pathetic. Yeah. Goudreau. Yeah. Goudreau didn't show up. He never but, does. Yeah. No, Fuck, you're right. Uh, you're right. Pat Maroon effect is coming through again. Pat Maroon could win his fourth cup in a row. Yeah, that's crazy to think. Unreal. I know. I know what that's like from playing with the Central. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did uh, spend my thirtieth birthday at uh, the game <laughs> last Saturday, and Scott, did you might have got a call late at night? I don't know for sure how it all went, but. I don't know, man. You were talking French, dude, when I was talking to you. So you I know you had a good time. Yeah, it was pretty epic, man. Uh, like I said, like, you know, it, was, it just happened to be on my birthday. But to see Dave and Josh playing each other in the Western Conference final, living just down the road from him, growing up with them, it's like, that ah, fuck. Sorry, Megan, but she's a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. opportunity here, right? You know, that could never happen again. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, sweetheart. I love you more that you let me go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so do you think, pretty good do you 30th think, do you think there's any on ice chirping between father and son you know just little jabs here and there probably well not. there could be but you can't hear dave anyway so that's true that's true guys, let's look at the hand gestures <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I had a bear light bound uh reach out and dave came unglued there on the bench i think it was game three when they get when they put him down five uh five on three they give him two penalties there and dave was kind of half over the bench fucking letting that ref have it and bear messaged me right away he's like that's what i went through every night in the dub because he was a ref in the dub <laughs> it's like every night we flipped the coin he was gonna have to be on dave's side because you when you can't overly hear it but you can fucking hear it clear as day when he's letting you have it with that with that voice coming well, down can you your- imagine waiting uh, you imagine uh coming out of the ref room and pa and dave waiting for you yeah, no, that's sketchy. Huh? <laughs> no, that yeah. sucked. Oh, that it happened. Uh, that shit happened. I remember. Uh, I remember in Saskatoon one time after a weekend game, and I couldn't even tell you what the call it was. It didn't even matter. And Kelly was sitting. Kelly McCrimmon with his arms crossed, just waiting at the door, like waiting right at the door for the refs to come out of that locker room. Like and they're younger guys. Some of them, you know. Like, could you imagine? Like. Okay, here's Lieutenant Governor of the Brennan Week Kings WHL Executive of the Year, and I'm going to take another ass chewing because I, <laughs> I already had it for three periods out there. Now I got to face him face to face. Like, yeah, no shit. But I think yeah. I'd rather take Kelly than Dave Manson. You damn right, buddy. That's a big strong dude. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that's cool to see those uh, those guys. Now Josh goes to the Stanley Cup final. So. A lot of ties to, to PA if New York can pull that off as well, right? Braden Snyder, that's pretty yeah. cool. His career, that'll be help him take off, right? Josh's contract year this year as well. well so. It is. Yeah. They might even be a little farther than they should be right now, but whatever. It don't matter. What an experience for that young group there, you know? It's good. Hey, 100%. if we look at it this way, there's a party in PA with the cup. 
if Rangers can beat Tampa. Yep. Not bad. And you talk about Dalen Swearingen winning the world championship dream come true. That's exactly what, what these guys are in right now. Right. Trying to show that yeah. same poise and, and what they can do and try to win that cup. That's their world championship. So pretty cool to see. Shout out, shout out to, to all those guys doing that. Other than that, we'll have episode 51 featuring Ryan Byrne coming up. So that's something everybody can look forward to. If you have any questions, send them over our way. Or if you have any stories, More stories, yeah, More I know. stories, good yeah. stories. I want to hear about them. Yeah. Send um, those over to us. I'm actually going to do for the first one in 51. I'm going to do some real research on, <laughs> on this. I'm going to dig up some shit. Yeah. We yeah. did one. We did one. Like when we first decided we were going to do this, me and him just obviously got way too off into her one night. And I was like, let's do it, dad. <laughs> Never, did oh get, Never did. Get yeah. Good. Yeah. Can you imagine that, Jess? What what no. good would have came from that conversation? You think? I just, Jason, I like you're getting way too excited, man. And I just want to remind you that what goes yeah. around comes around. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've, been, I've had to deal with it for 28 years, really. <laughs> like some shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, I'm, no, I'm, uh, maybe it'll be all professional. Who knows? We'll see. I, I'm just going to be, I'm going to just be, Fully prepared. <laughs> you're, you're gonna wait. You're gonna wait in the fucking weeds, just like a shark. And when that's right, you're gonna pounce. <laughs> I might even call. I might even attack. call. Doug, I might call. I don't know who I'm gonna call. Doug McKee. Oh, there. Doug McKee, Ellie Scory. Yeah, Doug Bolt. Oh, yeah, the old crew. Yeah, yeah Doug. Yeah, crew. there's a good one. Yeah. Doug would have. Some, you know what? I got another guy. I'm gonna call too. Yep. There's some good ones. <laughs> okay, fellas. All right. Well, yeah, with that, uh, we'll see everybody in a couple of weeks with that one with Ryan Barron. Um, we'll keep you updated on these PBR Canada events. There's going to be a lot of action going on with there now that the UTB and team series and stuff is on hiatus. We'll get to the Canadian stuff. So looking forward to getting back to these. Thanks to all of our sponsors, everybody that keeps this stuff going. What do we got here, Scott? Canadian Cowboys Association. Braden Byrne gets his bullfighting card. Yeah, he just he just applied for it today. So they, here we go again. Wow. <laughs> it's unreal. I just get hooked that. up. Get hooked. Yeah, up. Braden Bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's good. No, we appreciate everybody. Sorry that we had that week off. It's just been absolutely fucking crazy. And uh, we recorded one today, and this is the second one we recorded. So we're fucking committed, aren't we, boys? We're committed. We we're this one. I I knew some. Jesse, thank you for joining us, giving us the insights to the PBR stuff. We will uh, have you back like we talk all the time. So good to see you. Congrats on another World Finals. Yeah. Yes, sir. Pat on the back, representing our country and doing it live. So good job there. I appreciate appreciate you having me. It's always fun to visit. With that, 50 episodes of the NFP podcast in the book. Here's to 50 more. Thank you, guys. We love you. We'll see you at episode 51.